This is WWJ All Local. High winds across the state. Possible gusts of 60 miles an hour in southeastern Michigan. The National Weather Service is changing a former advisory to a warning for some spots, saying the winds could cause power outages. DTE Energy President and CEO Trevor Lauer, speaking just moments ago live on WWJ, says the utility is now prepared, but when the gusts get to a certain point, there's going to be a problem. It's been a crazy weather year for our customers in 2021. We've had six tornadoes, we've had six times, and we've had hurricane-force winds come through. Last weekend, we had gusts almost to 70 miles an hour. The highest recorded was 68 in our service territory. So that's that line of 50 to 60 mile an hour gusts really makes a big difference on the level of outages. And just into the newsroom, the outage mark is now up to 5,600 when it comes to DTE customers. Stay with WWJ. The full conversation with Trevor Lauer is on the Odyssey app. Rewind it to 718. Areas to the north and west of Metro Detroit being battered by the winds. Katie Carey is with Consumers Energy. 120,000 customers reported out there. We are seeing serious damage from these sustained high winds, and I think that's a crucial point, the sustained high winds. We're seeing roughly 60 miles an hour, sometimes even a little bit more right along the, along the lakeshore, and that is knocking out power lines, trees, limbs in its way. Yeah, out in Fruitport Township, that's on the west side of the states, uh, part of a roof of a school was ripped off this morning due to the high winds, and the Upper Peninsula could be getting hurricane-force winds and a storm. That storm warning in effect until 9 o'clock this morning along the lakeshore, the Lake Michigan lakeshore. Again, we have the wind advisory until 4 this afternoon for Metro Detroit's traffic and weather is still to come at 738. We have an orange cone or two marking off a giant sinkhole this morning. It's just outside of downtown Detroit. WWJ's Charlie Langton is on scene. This is along Jefferson, right, Charlie? Yeah, right along Jefferson, right across from Powambic Pottery, Hurlbutt is this cross street, and at the Jefferson, it's southbound Jefferson going in, well, I guess it's westbound, technically westbound Jefferson, going into the city. Detroit police have Jefferson blocked off. They're diverting all the cars uh, into the neighborhood at Bewick is the actual street, but it looks like it is a water main break causing a sinkhole. I did get a close look at it. It's a pretty deep hole, but uh, the Detroit Water uh, uh, and Sewer Department, they're actually out here on the scene right now, and they got a lot of the water off, but it's going to take a little while to fix this because the hole is pretty deep and it is, and there's still quite a bit of water on Jefferson. So again, avoid the area. Dennis Newbach will probably have some hints for that, but the bottom line here is uh, just avoid Jefferson going into the city right across from Poabic Pottery. You are going to be diverted off the road. Reporting live, Charlie Langton, WWJ News Radio, 950. It's a plea for information from the father of a missing Rochester Hills teenager, who says he doesn't want to spend the holidays without him. In a lengthy Facebook post, Brad Santo, the father of Brendan Santo, made a plea for information and help in the case. Santo disappeared on a visit to Michigan State on October 29th. Divers have been combing the Red Cedar River, but have not found the 19-year-old Grand Valley State freshman. The cameras where Santo's phone last pinged weren't working. Brad Santo writes that with the Michigan-Michigan State game, the campus was packed with people all weekend with phones, taking pictures and videos. Yet he says not one person has come forward to say that they saw Brendan Santo after midnight. He goes on to say, in this day and age, how can a person just vanish? 
Sandra McNeil, WWJ News Radio 950. Dozens of school districts across Metro Detroit have now been the center of copycat threats following the deadly shootings at Oxford High School. In Macomb County, at least 30 students are facing charges now related to connections of dozens of threats. Here's Prosecutor Pete Lucido. We've been locking them up in the Juvenile Justice Center. If we have a psychologist do an evaluation to vet it out, this is the reason why we have to do it. We don't want any child in harm's way of danger, and every parent needs to know that their child's secure going to school. Dozens of other students have also been charged in Wayne and Oakland counties. The number of cases in Wayne is almost reaching 40. Now to COVID. State health officials confirming two more cases of the Omicron COVID variant here in Michigan. An 18-year-old and a 64-year-old, both of Genesee County, testing positive for the virus at the beginning of December. This just following domestic travel for the two of them. Neither person has been hospitalized. The first case of the Omicron variant in Michigan was discovered about a week ago in Kent County. For the latest news plus traffic and weather together on the 8th, tune into AM 950. Favorite WWJ on Radio.com or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.